I'm Chanae Ogwumike. I'm Lisa Leslie, and we're very excited to tell you about our new podcast with Blue Wire, Front and Center. Lisa and I are breaking down what's going on in our lives, in the world, and keeping it 100. We're also learning from amazing guests as well, like Emmanuel Acho. People that show love to me, I forever got their back. Vivica A. Fox. If the foundation isn't right, then the rest of it's going to go wrong from there. And more. Subscribe to Front and Center today. What up, everybody? This is Double G for the Fight Game Podcast. We're back in our normal schedule. I know we we had the G1 stuff going on, but this is more of our normal cadence. We have our uh, this show, which I uh, I like to do as a sort of a, an interview show, a conversation show. I'm going to bring on my good friend BJ Cruz. Ben Cruz, Benjamin Cruz, whatever you want to call him. He is someone who has been involved in the podcasting side of things, in the in the business of podcasting for several years now, who I met even before I decided to, to come on to Blue Wire. His, his podcast with his buddy Jeremy Lose, the, uh currently now it's called uh, Two Jabronis with a Wrestling Podcast. They were the first wrestling podcast on Blue Wire. So he and I have known each other for not not that not that long actually, though uh, I did reach out to him when uh, when it was decided that this podcast, the Fight Game Podcast, was going to be on the Blue Wire Network. I was so anxious because and, and sort of nervous at the same time. I wanted to make sure that we did a good show and that you know we sort of lived up to to being on a network. And Ben was the first guy. I was like, hey man. You do great work. You're a really good producer. Like, I, I want to know the lay of the land. Like, can you, can you, you know, can you meet up? And he, he and I don't live very far away from each other. Uh, so it was, it was a kind of a, a quick thing. He's like, oh yeah, you know, I'll, I'll meet you here, you know, whatever, like, let's hang out. And I'm sure when I was asking him every question possible in the book about, you know, production or editing shows, or just being a part of a network. And there were things that I'm sure he didn't really have a great answer on because I was just, you know, sort of throwing so many things at him off the wall. The thing about Ben, though, is he is so, uh, in like, like, you can't shake the guy. Like, the guy is just nothing but 100%. Um, I don't even know how to explain it, like, but, you know, he, 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 I, me asking him a bunch of questions he was just so casual and, and yep, I get it. You know, here's, here, here's how I did it. You know, here's what we do. But anyways, you know, that was a great impression that I had of him. Cause I'm sure I was a, a little bit of a pain in the butt when I was asking him questions. And then from then on, we, we've kind of become uh, friends, you know, through text and stuff, you know, he, his podcast, uh, and my podcast and, you know, top rope nation with, with Ryan Drosty and Kyle and his, and his buddies, you know, we're kind of the three podcasts on the network that don't really have like that. You know, we don't we we don't get the big guests like uh, CVV Chris Van Vliet. He you know he he gets more of the the interviews. He just interviewed Aaron, uh, Andrew Yang, and so that was a big get for him. And you know, but you know we're sort of we don't really compete. We're kind of you know we're just on the same network, and we just want each other to do great. So I'm gonna bring on Ben. 
We're going to chat about, uh, you know, sort of how he got into the podcasting business, how he got into the wrestling stuff, uh, just his background, his history. We'll get to all that stuff in a second. But the one thing that I wanted to bring up before we get to that interview that I did with Ben is uh, we've had a lot of stuff on the website lately. Uh, we had uh, we had a Halloween Havoc preview by uh, Chris Aiken. He 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 you know he uh, I, he took a little bit of a break from the G one. He was posting recaps after every G one show, so that was a that was a lot. He was writing so much, and he did such a great job. And he's got something with the Halloween Havoc that that is you know the show on on Wednesday. Probably you're listening to this on Wednesday, so later today. Uh, AEW and NXT NXT show is is themed the Halloween Havoc show, and we'll see. There, you know, the, Dave Meltzer reported today or tonight that uh, WWE had a COVID outbreak, COVID nineteen outbreak in the PC, which I mean, I, I don't know any, I don't really know anything about this. I saw the report, and hopefully, you know, the, none of the matches have to get changed because of it. So. I don't know if that's I don't know if anything's gonna happen there, but yeah, that's it's man, it just it just sucks to see you know these outbreaks happening in uh in you know in WWE because you know AEW and WWE like even though there's wrestlers for different companies like there's a lot of people who congregate together they're all friends so it's it's rough to see when you know when there's any COVID outbreaks but uh, hopefully that they can calm that and you know nothing changes and everything can be safe uh, but uh, we'll see what happens with that but also. Andy Marshall had our uh, Hell in a Cell recap, which was a, a really good piece. He really liked that show. We have uh, JD, JD Oliva. We, we've never really had amateur wrestling on this website, and JD was very interested in writing about that. And I was like, look, man, you know, go for it. You know, if, if we can kind of create a space in this fight game, you know, media network for amateur wrestling, let's do it. I really. Uh, I really, I, not that I'm a big fan of it, because mostly because I don't know it, but man, you know, total respect for those athletes, and and really, it is a, a focal point of, of MMA as well. So I think it, I think it fits. But uh, he also wrote something on uh, the uh, the podcast, the Jericho, the Chris Jericho podcast, where he had Don Callis and Lance Storm and uh, and uh, Doctor Luther, and 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 he. You connected some dots in, in ripples in the stream of that podcast where uh, Don Callis got back in and he was working for New Japan and now he's running Impact Wrestling and you know Lance Storm uh, previous just, just before the pandemic was working for WWE so there was you know there's like a lot a lot of nice little ripples and Kenny Omega and Chris Jericho having a match and and he does a really nice job of using that podcast as a way to explain a lot of things that happened after uh, after that. So lots of really good content on the website. We're going to have Robert Silva's. He's going to create a new uh, a new project. He's got a new one going on that'll be up soon about the greatest knockouts in boxing history. So lots of really fun content. Check out fightgamemedia.com. But uh, yeah, so let, let before we get to the Ben interview, I do want to talk about Indeed, as I've done in the past, even though your sports had a break, we are no longer in a break. The season, you know, baseball just ended tonight. Uh, the Dodgers won their, um, I don't know, do we call this a a half of a title? But they won the World Series tonight. They beat the Tampa Bay Rays in six games. So sports had a break. Then they finished, and now there's really only football left as far as the team sports. 
but uh, your businesses didn't. You know, the, the pandemic, for, for one thing, you know, a lot of businesses had to kind of be creative and reinvent. And, and you know, some of them, uh, you know, took a little bit of a, a, of a, uh, of a, of a negative or of loss and, and had to recreate and, and came back. And, you know, people are, are trying to figure this whole thing out. But, uh, you know, you currently, you just have to keep it moving. And, and that makes hiring more important than ever. And with hiring being, being more important, hiring during a pandemic, turn to Indeed. Indeed is here to help you during this time frame. They are the number one job site in the world because they get you the best people and fast and you get full control and payment flexibility over your hiring. You're only paying for what you need. You can pause at any time, no long-term contracts. So right now, Indeed is offering our listeners of the Fight Game Podcast on the Blue Wire Network uh, a free $75 credit to boost your job post, which means more quality candidates will see it fast. And you can try Indeed with your free $75 credit at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. This is their best available offer, which is only going to be valid until December 31st. So, you know, you have a, a few months here. So right now, go to Indeed.com front slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Now let's get to the interview that I just did with Ben Cruz, producer extraordinaire. All right, bring it on, my good friend, BJ Cruz. Like I see, I see BJ Cruz, I see Ben Cruz, I see Benjamin Cruz. Like, is BJ Cruz like your podcast name? Like, I don't want to get this wrong. No, it's um, it's what my f- friends and family actually call me. Uh, like exclusively, they've called me that since I was a little, a little kid. Um, and like Ben and or Ben Cruz and Benjamin Cruz. That's like once I started working in sports and podcasts, like that mm-hmm. became like the stage name or the professional name because that is my Got actual it. name. Right. Um, and I just because when I was a kid and going to school, I would explain to everyone like, hey, my parents call me BJ. I don't really know why, but can you please do that? And then I just grew up being BJ. And then when we recorded our first episode of Two Jabronis, or back then it was, doesn't matter what your podcast is called. Right. Uh, when I was introducing myself, it, I just said BJ. And huh. like, it just felt so natural. And then I was like, well, I guess I'm rocking with this because I didn't want to like go back on it. So th- that's actually the origin of why there's like three iterations of my name. So what I like to do with this podcast is I'm just interested in talking to content creators. So you and I, we are podcasters, we are producers, you are uh, a really good producer. You have so much experience in this field of podcasting, which, you know, it's not like podcasting has been around forever, but people tap you to help them with projects and to do stuff and, you know, on this network... Uh, you know, Light Years is one of the most popular podcasts on this network with uh, uh, Sam and Andy. And <laughs> yeah. you know, you're you're the you're the guy behind the boards. You know, without you, you know, I'm sure they would uh, they would struggle a little bit more than they do. But you know, there's not that many people who do what we do in the sense because many podcasts. You know, well, podcasting in general is growing. It's not like it's a get quick rich scheme like there's a lot of grinding going on behind the scenes there's a lot of grinding in creating your show and doing your show and i just have so much uh 
I look, I, 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 I feel like just a vibe with people who have that passion like us. And so right. I did one of these um, with Denise Salcedo, who's doing her thing. She's working for Fightful. She's working for Figure Four Online, doing her yep. thing. Yep. And, um, you know, just the, the, the ability to, to engage with listeners and to create content and all that, just, I, I just really enjoy it. So I wanted to, to bring you on because you are somebody who, when I first started thinking about how to better produce and how to uh, really go, you know, take my podcast to the next level from a sound perspective. You were one of the first guys I'd reached out to. And it was just because, you know, I, I had sort of, um, I, I had worked with Andy and, and Sam a couple of times because they, they came into my office and they did a podcast while they're at my office. And right. I was working directly with you to get you the audio so that you could produce it. Right. And, and that was kind of our connection. And then when my connection with uh, with KJ happened, I, I recognized you and I was like, oh, yeah, I, I've shared a couple of emails with yeah. with Ben. <laughs> and then, you know, and then I reached out to you and I was like, oh, dude, like, you know, can we chit chat about this thing like Blue Wire? And, and you were so courteous to me. Like, you're like, oh, yeah, let's let's go hang out at Pete's and Santana Row. And, you know, we'll chit chat. And you and you and, and so to me, like that is that's like okay now you did that for me one time and now forever i'm gonna remember that so i just uh, super appreciated it but also i kind of look up to you in a sense because you've been doing this in different areas so you've explained this to me and you may have even talked about this a little bit the other time that i had you on our show when we when we talked about the undertaker uh the last ride and the last and we compared dance. it to the last yeah. dance like no, not too many people did that i think we were kind of we were kind of out ahead of the curve we had a good corner one. that was a good, yeah. good corner for us yeah <laughs> exactly so like how, how did you get into the podcasting industry in general like I, you know you've been doing this for longer than i'm sure people even realize yeah, well, no, first of all, I want to say thank you so much for the kind words. It really means a lot. Uh, I'm, you know, I'm just, I'm just trying to stay afloat in it was now a very, very crowded podcast space. Uh, but again, thank you for those kind words. Uh, in, in terms of how I got into this, I mean, it was just happenstance, right place, right time, to be honest. Um, just like a lot of people now who are kind of entering the podcast game, like, you know, back in college. I was a huge and still am a huge, huge, huge Bill Simmons fan, right? right like right. this dude got me into podcasts. I became upset. Like that's all I listen to now is podcasts because of Bill Simmons. Um, and then I started working at Bleach Report. Uh, I was doing some stuff, you know, behind the scenes on the app and uh, on the newsletter team. And from there, I, I met uh, Jimmy Spencer, who is now the, uh, I believe he's the vice president of athlete relations at Uninterrupted. So he was employee number one or two and then at Uninterrupted and we, we'd stayed connected. He hired me at Uninterrupted. So I became employee like number two or three. Uninterrupted is uh, LeBron's athlete media arm um, under, under the Spring Hill company now. And so I started working there. I was uh, part of the athlete relations team, you know, just working with athletes on video content and it was kind of a, it became a trial by fire thing with podcasts because all of a sudden, uh, so the, ironically, that's the year the Cavs came back from three, <laughs> one. Uh, so it was, 
it, it was, and so I was, again, I was employee number two. So I was literally handling all this video content of the Cavs coming back from 3-1 against my own team. People Jesus. were sending things to the office, like gifts uh, that were meant for uh, Mav or LeBron. And one of them, I'll never forget this, was a 3D clay rendering of LeBron's block on Iguodala. Oh my and I, God. I had to be the one to sign for it. I, I wanted, like, the, I just, I was still heartbroken. I wanted to cry. It was just, I'll just never forget that. But with that, LeBron wanted to do, he was, he, he didn't do, probably still doesn't do like a whole lot of podcast appearances. And I guess it just aligned with this time that, um, uninterrupted, we were talking to Jesse Williams, who's, uh, on on Grey's Anatomy, great actor, and he's and, like in my NBA 2K my career. I right, he's, <laughs> yeah, he's an uh, amazing activist, just an amazing human being, and he, you know, he was coming off uh, that he he'd had that amazing speech at the BET Awards. He was doing this basketball podcast with his friend Stefan Marilachakis. They were doing Open Run, great basketball podcast uh, at that time, and you know, the, the stars kind of aligned and everyone was like, Hey, let's get Braun on open run. We're going to announce that open run is now part of the uninterrupted podcast network. It was going to be the first show there. Again, there were literally three to four people in, in this office at that time. Mm -hmm. the, the general manager comes out into like our workspace and he's like, does anyone know how to edit this piece of music? Because we need this for the podcast. And like, I half-heartedly raised my hand and I was like, <laughs> I, I kind of know how to do it because I'd, I'd done some like audio editing stuff a little in college and like high school, just like messing around with stuff, right? So I did it and it was like good enough <laughs> at that time. And he goes, cool, uh, do you want to come to the studio for uh, that interview with LeBron? And I was like, uh, yeah, of course I do. <laughs> what, what, what am I going to say no to this at this point? Uh, so that was, I was literally thrown into the deep end. Uh, that was my th first podcast episode I had to produce. I, uh, you know, I had to coordinate schedules. Um, and from then on, I just became their producer, like by default. And I became the guy who was running the network by default because no one else was there. And then eventually became my full-time job because we kept, we added more shows. As time went on, Victor Cruz came on, um, Roz Gold on Wood Day and Yvonne Orgy's podcast came on, Dre Day. Um, oh yeah, short-lived Dre Day. Oh yeah, uh, with Marcus Thompson. I How many episodes did they even do on that podcast? Oh, Dre Day, we did. I want to say a strong six to seven. <laughs> uh, but every time Dre would do it, do an episode, I just knew people were going to pick it up. Mm -hmm. um, and you know, his quotes became news stories, and it was it was crazy just kind of being behind the scenes because I would just get to sit there like watching, and I would in my head be saying, "That's going to be picked up." Yep that's going to be picked up and it, it was, it was awesome. And, but look, he, he's a freaking NBA player. Like he's got bigger fish to fry and he was, you know, they're in the midst of a, ch a couple of championship runs. So it, it just kind of faded away. It's the one time Drake has ever mentioned anything about my work. Cause he, he, he ripped Draymond at the NBA awards about his podcast. <laughs> I texted my mom and I was like, look at this Drake thing. He's talking about something that I worked on. Uh, so that's my biggest claim to fame is that Drake ripped a podcast that I produced. Uh, obviously Draymond's name is attached to it, but from okay, there and, and, and people who are listening, don't worry, we, we are going to get to wrestling. This is just from a oh, podcaster yeah. standpoint. I want to hear all this because this is like big stuff. Like not many people who are working in the, in podcasting have had these opportunities and going, so going back to uh, the LeBron thing. So he's in a studio and you're 
behind the board you're, you know you're well, you're banning no, so the like, computer at at the studio we're at the studio in la and it's their the biggest studio but it's still not that big right so um i get there a little early jesse comes in stefan comes in um and our our the general manager of uninterrupted eventually gets a call because like I was, I was thinking scheduled with him he gets a call he's sitting right next to me he goes oh go go down and get lebron and I was like, what? Okay, this is, this is, this is officially like the craziest day of my life because I'm like, I, I, I've probably just been working there about two months. And so I go downstairs, I find like the, the black unmarked SUV uh, and like, you know, I wave them down and the, dude, I, I, LeBron is, that is, that is some next level stuff. Just mm-hmm. stand, standing next to him. I've never felt like less of a human. I'm like we're the same species technically <laughs> which is insane so we, we yeah we go up to the studio it's you know me Jesse Stefan LeBron is like to my right it's it's like kind of crowded in there and I'm just sitting in this room and I'm looking around I still have pictures on my phone of this day and I was like I was texting my wife and I was like I I don't know what I'm doing in here <laughs> like this is insane but yeah no it was it was and it was a, it was a fantastic pod Bron opened up uh, like he'd never done before. Obviously, he was riding high after coming back from 3-1. Uh, it was an incredible episode um, and definitely something I'll never, ever forget because it was, again, it was just a whirlwind to get there and then on the day, it happening and everything else thereafter was was just wild. Okay, so my immediate fear would be that the audio is not recording even though I can see it recording. Like, I would right. be so anxious going like, please make sure like, or not, not even that it's recording, but that, you know, what I'm hearing in my headphones is exactly what is being recorded and it sounds fine. And that, you know, there's something's not wrong. Like, I would be so paranoid that something would be going right. Wrong. So we had a safety net a little bit because we were, we, we were at this professional studio who, you know, we had, um, uninterrupted had a little bit of a, a relationship with, so they had a board operator as well there you know just just to make sure we got the sound just to make sure it was recorded well because at that time i i was just i understood like the very bare minimum of like Mm -hmm. recording stuff i didn't know what an xlr cord was i didn't know uh how to like compress sound i didn't know what an equalizer was like i was still figuring all this stuff out how do you how do you how do you learn it it was i so after this episode they, they you know they they had a producer on it Right, they had this guy who like I synced with, and we we hammered that episode out because they're like, "This is the LeBron episode. If we if we mess this up, like yeah. this network's going to hell, and you I might be fired." <laughs> so I was like, "All right, let's handle this." And then from there, um, you know, credit to, to uninterrupted, they literally let me figure it out. I, I again, I got thrown in the deep end with all this sound stuff, so I had to figure out how to make it all sound good. I was just reading, watching videos. Any talking to uh, audio engineers and producers who like we we got connected with, like I was just picking their brain on everything, reading everything that I could, and that's why it became my full time job because I was trying to for a while I was doing two jobs at once. I was doing the podcast stuff, I was you know working with athletes on like video content, and I was like Mm -hmm. I have to focus on the podcast stuff because that is where there's the biggest hole for us as a company right now, and we like the audio, the quality of it, everything else, how we're doing shows needs to be improved. So it was literally just being thrown in the deep end with what was like, what, 
five, six, maybe seven shows all at once. And I was balancing them all and just editing them. I just kept editing over and over and over. And it was a lot of late nights, a lot of frustration, but eventually I found once I was able to find like stuff that actually worked and like, you know, found stuff on the internet that would help or talk to someone that would like explain how something worked, then that's how I put it all together. And that's how I've been able to do what I do now. And it was like, it's not easy. Like a lot of these, you know, guys and girls, they go to like school for this, right? right? (laughs) Like they, they, they actually learn. And I just didn't have time for that. Like I got thrown in the deep end. Like I said, like I just think of that term because that's how I felt constantly in, in those years. But I, I wouldn't trade it for anything because I had to learn basically under duress and really, really quickly. And I, I but that I'm also still learning like right now, you know what I mean? And I think that's the best part about this is like, I, the, when I think I have something locked in, like there's always something that I learn more. And like, yeah. I'm, I'm always trying to like figure more I, Like you and you and me talk all the time, right? Through text <laughs> about like, you, you've taught me stuff about, you know, stuff on stuff, recording stuff on, uh, with, with, with pods. So it's, it's just a constant learning process with it. And I, I like, I don't think you can learn everything that there is about audio. Right. I, now. I mean, I, 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 if I had, you know, we, we both and, and we both work full time jobs today. So it's not like right. we do the podcasting <laughs> right. thing full time. Like it, it is our passion. It is our hobby, which is what makes it great, too, because you do something that you enjoy and it makes it even better. Uh, but I, I've thought about taking sound engineering classes like I would love to learn more yes, about absolutely. this stuff in, in a very educational way, rather than, like you said, we're just sort of piece piecemealing things together. And we don't, you know, I, I'm sure you have gained a full understanding of certain things. And I have, too. But I, I want to go deeper. And, you know, at some point, you know, maybe when I get a little bit older, I'll have the time and, and I can do that. But that's yes. one of my things is I, I would love to take some classes. Okay, so let's get to the wrestling piece of this, which is your fandom with wrestling. So what is your background and when did you start to watch? Like, I'm assuming, you know, like most people probably started uh, as a kid. But like, what's the era that you started watching? So my fandom started, it was like 95, 96. I think it was 96. It was SummerSlam. I remember this because... I was, I, every summer I would get babysat at my cousin's house and my cousins were like loosely into wrestling. Like it would be on sometimes when we were over there and it's this one, it was this one scene that like first, I I still can't understand why it hooked me, but this is the first ever wrestling memory I have. It was of Jerry, the King Lawler. Like he was just like in a pool They're They're doing some interview segment and, um, I forgot who's interviewing him, but eventually they see like it's just him. It's just Jerry Lawler in the pool. He's like on a floaty device and they see something brown in the pool. So they're like, Oh, they, they're automatically asking like, Hey, did you crap in the pool? He's like, no, I didn't. And then TL Hopper <laughs> hops into the pool. Cause Jerry Lawler calls him in, grabs whatever it's at the bottom of the pool. He grabs it. And obviously it looks like a piece of crap. Right. And then he bites into it and it's a chocolate bar. And oh, God. That, that's the segment. That's legitimately the segment. I, I was able to rewatch it uh, a few weeks ago because I, like my wife was kind of curious about why, you know, she's like, how, like, why do you do this? And I was like, it's this. And I watching it back as a full grown adult, I was like, this is insane. This is <laughs> like, how did this, how did this get me? But I was also like eight years old. And then from there, you know, th- this is obviously 
a little before the attitude era, but it's just kind of like, I, I felt like I was watching wrestling by myself. Like I would just, my, my, my parents did not want me to watch it. Right. They were, they were pretty strict about it. And then they kindly finally loosened the reins around when I was like in fifth and sixth grade around the attitude era, Austin rock, uh, you know, DX, you know, getting in trouble for, for doing the crotch chop, having our own little wrestling league during recess. Like it, it got, it got pretty wild and it's just stuck with me ever since. Like all my friends back then who were like watching all, all these shows, all these pay-per-views with me, like it, it faded for them. And, and for some reason it just stuck and I haven't been able to shake it, but it's, it's been this drug that's been a part of me for, for so, so long. And I, I don't know if I'd ever trade it in, but there are times where I'm like, like on Sunday, right? Like I spent all day watching football and my wife was like, all right. So, you know, after the Niners game, she was like, do you want to do something? And then I was like, hell in a cell is on. And like, it, it was just, I, I felt no remorse. You know what I mean? And it was, that's just, it's just so ingrained in me. And my wife, God bless her soul. She was like, okay, cool. Uh, you want to go watch it at least in a different room so that yeah, we can, yeah. uh, so we can get a change of scenery here. And I was like, yeah, yeah, let's do it. Um, but that, that's how it started. TL Hopper eating what, what people thought was a piece of crap, but it was actually a baby Ruth, I think. Oh God. Yeah. Uh, okay. So, that's kind of a funny story because when your wife says, do you want to do anything? It's not like we can go anywhere. Right. So it's like, do you want to play a board game? Do you want to hang out with the kid? Do you want to help me cook dinner? Like it's a very like a finite number of things we can actually do because of the pandemic. And I was wondering because of the pandemic, have you been able to do more things with wrestling than you maybe would have when we were going out to dinner, we're going to the movies, we're doing other stuff. Like to me, I have to actually pull back from stuff because I'm like, there's no reason why I can't cover this. There's no reason why I can't cover this. And I look at my wife and I go, okay, I need to pull back. Like I can't do all of these things at once, even though you feel like you have the time because we're home. Yeah, no, I definitely feel like I have more time to watch wrestling now, um, it's still a lot. It's still like pretty draining to do it, right? If you're just kind of watching Raw for what feels like nine hours every Monday, then both Dynamite and NXT, and then Impact's really good now, and then SmackDown. It's a lot. I I try not to subject my family to it too much. Um, and and be, that's because like my daughter, she's almost two, and she like watches, she loves screens. Like it's already an issue, right? Mm-hmm. And she, she takes that from me. But when wrestling is on, um, you can see her taking it in and it's becoming a problem because she's starting to like grab my wife's hair. <laughs> she's starting to like smack me in the face a little bit whenever she's hungry. And my wife really blames it on wrestling. So <laughs> I'm literally, I'm literally not allowed to watch wrestling until my daughter goes to sleep now. But after she goes to bed, you know, it's, I DVR a lot of this stuff uh, because like, you know, during those times, sometimes like I'm doing something and I'll, I'll play catch up or whatever, but I do feel like I'm able to consume more content than I've ever been. Like I'll, I'll watch, I'll throw on a WWE network special. Uh, if I'm just, if, you know, if I'm trying to wind down the evening or trying to go to bed or like if I'm on, if I'm on the, on the, on the exercise bike, you know what I mean? I'm just trying to kill some time. Um, I'm just trying to, kill some energy. So I feel like I've been able to, to take in more. Um, but there's just times where like you, like you said, we, I feel like I have to pull it back. Cause I'm like, this is just, 
this is just <laughs> too much. Like I've seen enough of retribution at this point. You know what I mean? So it's, um, I'm, I'm trying to pull back more now that we've kind of got a groove on this, on this whole quarantine thing. So, okay. So we are both on the, uh, blue wire network. We are yes. one of the, the, uh, the few wrestling podcasts that are on the network as, as well as, um, top rope nation, uh, yep. with Ryan Drosty and, uh, Chris Van Vliet, his, his show. Um, that, that's it, right? Cause I, I think there are, there, there were maybe some, you know, maybe like a couple of MMA shows, but as far as pro wrestling is concerned, I think that's it. Yeah. And then there's, um, isn't Andreas and, uh, is, is that, is that corner pod? Is that something? Yeah. I think they, yeah, they, they do cover wrestling sometimes, yeah. but I think they, they're, they're probably more focused on boxing, MMA, boxing but they MMA, may, yeah. but they might. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, no, it's, uh, again, I, I still remember the conversations I had with KJ about, you know, adding your show, adding CVV, adding Top Rope Nation. And because, we, you know, Jeremy and I were lucky enough that we were like the first one in a little bit because I think I think KJ wanted to test out the waters first because, mm-hmm. um, I, I, you know, if, if you don't know a lot about something, like you don't fully want to invest yet. So he was like, all right, let's uh, let's give you and Jeremy a shot because obviously KJ and I have had that relationship for a while. And, and you know him because of Light Years? Because of light years, yeah, he uh, he reached man KJ. Th- this I, this dude is incredible. I, I I still remember the 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 DM that he sent me when he was like, "Hey, I'm thinking about starting this thing. Uh, seen some of your work. Like, let's talk." And then all of a sudden, like I was producing light years. Like light years is one of the first <laughs> shows on there. And then so we kind of built that relationship and that trust. And he was like, "Hey, why don't you bring your show over?" Because uh, it initially wasn't, and I wasn't going to. I, I did. I, I really didn't want to use that leverage to be like, "Hey, KJ, look, you know, we we've, we've known each other for close to a year now. Like, let me get this pod on your network." Right. And he he was he was just a cool dude. He was like, "Hey, man, I saw like he just saw me tweet about it or whatever. Called me up one day. He's like, let's get it on the network.' Um, and you know, that's I, I'm so glad that that opened the floodgates to to get you on, to get um, Ryan and the guys on, and to get CVV on uh, because it's man, it's we're all producing like what I think is just dope wrestling content. Yeah. And it's, it's, it's really hard to find that all in one place. Yeah. I mean, there are a few places voices of wrestling is out there. They're doing really good stuff. And there mm-hmm. are other, like, you know, you go back to the old school and I was actually talking to somebody about this. Um, I, I don't know if you know who this person is, but his name is Mike Sempervivi. He does uh, wrestling observer live with Brian Alvarez, which is, uh, it's actually a syndicated show. Like it's on the website, but it's also on like Sirius and and like it gets picked up by some some radio stations. Yeah. And so Mike and I were talking about this because he had a podcast, um, Big Audio Nightmare, and uh, with it with uh, uh with his friend, and so they have. I, I'm almost, I like I don't know exactly when they started uh podcasting but it had to have been like um i want to say like maybe 2005 so mike super vv adam summers um and they've been on the uh on the f4w network so in like a right around 2005 uh, brian alvarez created his website and part of his website was was audio and he would do the figure four daily and then he started doing a show with his buddy Vinny, the brian and Vinny show 
And he would do some shows with Meltzer. Meltzer comes in, you know, later in the 2000, you know, before 2010, maybe 2009. But like going back before then, like that, that's when I first started hearing this audio. And we didn't even call them podcasts back then. We called them online radio shows. You know, right. you actually had to like <laughs> go to the website, you had to download the file to your computer and maybe, you know, maybe upload it to your iPod back then. And so, but like the the genesis of this stuff, you know, goes back then. And I, I think people would say before that goes back to um, there was the uh, what was the what was the radio the internet radio network uh, where the original Wrestling Observer Live was on. So like that's even like late nineties, you know, early two thousands. So there's like there's like little bits and pieces uh, of stuff going back to then. But now you fast forward to where we're at. And you and I know how to create a show and upload it into Apple Podcasts. Like, like that's a thing now, you know, that we can actually do. When back then, like, there was no really categorization or anything. So it's just kind of cool to look back. And, you know, I always look at Brian Alvarez because, um, you know, even back, you can go back to 2003, 2004. Like, there were websites that were sort of subscription, but they were really based on, like, posts and and you know written content and they would do some shows but brian really focused his website on audio it was he was trying to do audio every day and then he brought on shows then he did brian and Vinny, you know like i said big audio nightmare um there's other shows that uh carl stern did a show uh, you know, now Jim Valley, who is recuperating, is doing, a, you know, he's done a show with Fumi Saito and his Portland show. So, like, it's just this bigger network. And in wrestling, where you and I sort of hang out and sit in, now there's way more content. And I think there needs to be some respect to those guys who were in, like, the early, in the mid-2000s who kind of paved the way. But um, kind of going back to what you guys do. So, tell me about Jeremy, because you and Jeremy... You know, the podcast has been renamed, but you guys have been doing the show now for how long? Um, it's a year and a half. So we started at Rus uh, after WrestleMania 35. It was literally our first episode, like right after. So, yeah, almost like a year and a half. It's, it's, so how do, how do you know Jeremy? So Jeremy and I used to work together at Bleacher Report. And uh, I still remember the first day I met him was my first day of work there. And he was one of the guys that I had to shadow to train with. And he was wearing a Lakers jersey. So in my head, I'm like, well, I'm not going to get along with this jackass. Man. And then, um, you know, ended up being a really cool dude. And I don't know if I've talked to you about this, but you know how when you see a wrestling fan like in the wild or you hear that someone else likes wrestling, like your ears just perk up. Oh, yeah. Right? It's, it's, it's just this second, it's this second nature thing. And so I, I, I kind of kept that wrestling fan like to myself just in general. Especially like when I start working at Bleach Report, uh, you know, it's just like you have to focus, you got to be hardcore sports, you know, advanced stats, this, that, and the third. And then I remember one day our boss was out, uh, he was just on vacation, and Jeremy was in charge of doing the WWE newsletter. And usually, if you were doing a newsletter, it was because you were pretty familiar with that sport, that team, or, or you know, you just kind of knew the storylines, right, to send out to, to readers. So he got the WWE newsletter that day, he got assigned it because our boss was out. And I was like, you, uh, do you know, an you know about wrestling? He's like, oh yeah, I've been watching since I was a kid. Boom, immediate friendship, <laughs> like from there. And like it, it, it spawned because 
all all of a sudden everyone at Bleacher Report who was a wrestling fan like started to identify themselves, right? It just became this cool thing to be a part of. Like there was this, we had a um, a fantasy draft for wrestling. Like you would draft wrestlers, um, not like the way they do it per show. It was just you you know you'd get points for if they wrestled on the show and if they won, and it would just be this fun thing that we used to do um, at BR. And then when we both left, or when I yeah we both left Bleacher Report eventually we were just, we were like, we're still in this group chat with our, our, one of our good friends, Adam Knopflett, and we just talk wrestling like that. That's just it. And then at one point I texted Jeremy on the side and I was like, or, or Knopflett left us like, you know how you can leave an audio message on, on iPhone. Oh yeah. yeah, You can talk into the, so he sent us that and I was like, we should just do a pod. I was kind of like being facetious a little bit. And at that time I'd kind of gained, I just had like equipment to do it. So is this the first know, time you'd ever actually hosted a podcast or had you done stuff? I mean, I previous? had, I had, I did a couple of episodes of open run co-hosting with Stefan. I've did a couple episodes of light years and, you know, bit, I, you know, I was like kind of like pr- the producer who would hop on sometimes right. um, with Marcus and TK when I was producing their show. So, but this was the first time where I was jumping into the host chair right? And like having to drive conversation, figure out topics, like all that stuff that I usually help people do. And then like guide them along, like with like silently with hand signals. Um, and so, yeah, this was my first time because Jeremy, uh, Jeremy was like, yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll do it. If we can just talk wrestling. I'm like, I'm in, let's do it. Yeah. And then we just started after WrestleMania 35 after that friggin' seven hour show uh, was our first episode. So if we sound tired in episode one is because we were drained. We are full of beer, pizza, and seven hours. <laughs> <laughs> That's hilarious. So uh, this is a little bit of, this is more of a question for me than my audience, I think. But so the, I love the athletic, the, the, yes. uh, the app, the athletic Bay area. I, I read everything from Kawakami and Marcus Thompson and Anthony Slater, anything Warriors, anything 49ers, anything Giants, Baggerly. But you had actually worked with both of these guys, Marcus, Marcus and, uh, and Tim had the Warriors yeah. Plus Minus podcast. Yep. And you worked directly with them. Uh, I, I remember them, you know, I, I, super producer Ben Cruz or whatever they used to call you. <laughs> Um, I, I, but I remember listening to you uh, a couple of times when you would like pop in, but when it comes to like, uh, the athletic, so obviously before when they were doing the podcast for, I don't know, the Mercury news or whatever, yeah. but it was just an RSS feed. You could, you could subscribe now with the athletic, you actually have to download through the app. It, it bothers me so much that there's not an RSS feed that I can just download to my podcast reader. Like, I'm a subscriber to The Athletic. Like, why can't I get, like, a password-protected RSS feed? Because whenever I listen in the app and then I stop and then I go back to the app, you know, maybe the next day and I try to listen again, it doesn't remember where I, where I left off. So it's like, yeah. come on, guys. Come on, there- guys. I, so, you know, working at the athletic, so I left uninterrupted for the athletic actually. And it was, um, it was through, cause I, I would say I'd worked with Marcus, uh, previously on the Draymond podcast. That was an amazing experience too, because the athletic also at that point had, didn't have a podcast network. Right. Like they, Marcus and TK were two of their biggest shows. Um, and they needed someone to kind of help guide them. And I eventually started working with like everyone across the country and just helping everyone kind of stabilize because everyone had these podcasts all a cart. 
and they were trying to figure out a way to kind of centralize them or at least kind of get them all under the athletic umbrella. Um, and, and it was, you know, it was tough at that time because we, they just kept expanding cities. So you're like, Oh, oh God, yeah. like now, so now this fast. Guy. Yeah. And it was, it was great, but it was crazy to just kind of, you know, try to wrangle them all in. Marcus and TK were, were awesome to work with. And, um, you know, a, a big reason like that working with them is literally the reason why we got George Kittle on our show mm-hmm. because I got to go like TK is he, he loves to do in-person interviews like that's just his thing he loves it so he'd be he'd just call me like the night before sometimes he's like i might be able to get my or uh, kyle shanahan can you be at levi's like tomorrow like yes i'm in and so i met him at i remember i met him at levi's what, what are you guys using to record by the way uh it was a zoom h6 like this little mm-hmm. travel or it, i mean it's a great uh it's a great piece of equipment and then you know a couple microphones i brought a couple mic stands and that's how i met the Niners like head of PR is just because mm-hmm. we just you, literally you know the, one of those passing by introductions you know Tim's like hey this is Ben my producer met him I I, 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 I his name was uh, I believe it was Mike at that time and once we started the pod I was thinking or I, I think I saw you know some interview with Kittle and he was talking about wrestling and I just I I had this idea to email the PR guy and I was like, hey, we met like once for two <laughs> minutes. Uh, can I get George Kittle, like one of the best players in the NFL, to talk about wrestling? Like, I don't want to talk to him about football. I literally just want to talk wrestling. Yeah. With him. And he was like, yeah, uh, you know, hit me up at the bye. Which to me, I was like, all right, he, you know, he's kind of giving me the the kind, the nice, like, screw you, dude. Yeah, you, you, got, then, the, you got the Heisman move. From- right. And then this was, so this was last year and then they go three and oh, and they had the bye week four. So I was like, Oh, they're three and oh, they're probably like feeling good. Let me shoot him an email again. Just kind of shooting my shot. And he goes, yeah, George can do uh, 20 minutes on this Wednesday. Can you do it? And I was like, Oh my God. So, you know, it's, it it was again, all this whole career that I've, you know, on on the side that I've built has just been kind of being at the right place at the right time and, Mm -hmm. and happenstance and just kind of wanting to learn and wanting to just be a part of it. Um, because again, I, it's been such a big part of my life just from a, a consumer standpoint, right? Like I listen, I literally listen to pods now since I was in college and just that's like shaped who I am and shaped some opinions that I have about sports and entertainment and everything. And, you know, to just be now be in it and to help produce content like for these channels that like I'm downloading stuff for, like my, I can't, I still can't explain it to my parents <laughs> to be like, Hey, you should download my pod. But you, to now be a part of this world and to like help people create content or answer questions. It's, it's just so much fun. All right. Let's take a quick break from the uh, conversation that I'm having with Ben Cruz, part of the blue wire network, his podcast, uh, two jabronis with the wrestling podcast with his good friend, Jeremy Los. Um, but let's talk about Bet Online. The World Series just ended tonight, or last night, depending on when you're listening to this. The Dodgers beat the Rays uh, four games to two in the World Series. So now, all that's left, really, when it comes to the team sports, is football. Though, you have your UFC, you have a couple of other things going on. Uh, but you can still be in on the action if you go to Bet Online. Bet Online is going the extra mile to make sure that you can get in on every possible chance to win 
this season. From game spreads and totals to team player and coaching props, Bet Online gives you more options to wager than anywhere else. You can get in on their season opening bonuses today and start off wagering on wins, division, and championship futures all day, every day. Head to Bet Online today. Take advantage of all the great sign up bonuses. Don't forget to use your promo code BLUEWIRE at betonline.ag. That's BLUEWIRE. All in one word, bet online, your online sports book experts. No, it's, it's an amazing story because, you know, what you said was right place, right time. Yeah. But at the same time, if you if you really dig back and you think about what you did, when Tim was like, hey, can you be at Levi's? If you were like, oh, my God, like, I got to do this. I got to do this. I got to do this. You know what, Tim? Is there a way we can do? And Tim's like, mm, I got to find somebody else, right? Right. But you were like, nope, I'm there. I'm going to I'm gonna move mountains to make sure I'm there. So in a sense, you created that, right? So that's the thing that I, that I think, look, I, I'm the same way. Things just happen and you're very grateful from that, for them. And it feels a, a little bit, you know, like, like a little bit of a privilege. But at the same time... Because you care about your craft, you're you're willing to work hard on something that is not your actual job. You also create those opportunities, and that's kind of the thing that I, you know, when people ask me about this kind of stuff, it's like, man, you know, you, you, just showing up and raising your hand, like when you raised your hand and said, "Yeah, I, I, I think I can sort of, you know, edit that piece of sound." Yeah, like you, you're creating your opportunity, which which just is something that I think people really need to understand because it's not just happenstance. Breaks are going to happen. You're going to get breaks here and there because you know of where you are. But also, at the same time, you're there and you're showing up and you're performing. So that's also why those breaks happen. Yeah. I mean, it, when I look back at it, and that's what I'm literally doing now, sitting here talking to you about this, I feel like... You remember when uh, the 24-7 title came back and Drake Maverick was just like on a heater for like a couple weeks? He was just on a complete heat. Like everyone loved him. He was he showed up at Comic-Con like looking for the belt. I feel like I'm Drake Maverick just kind of taking that in. It's just I hope to extend this a little bit longer and, to, <laughs> yeah. you know, and just make it not become a, you know, a little bit of a joke. Um, and it, so it, it, it's been surreal. Like the, the, the people I've got to just like sit around just by doing this. Um, and just people I've interviewed or, um, met or again, it's, it's, it's just been so wild and I'll, I'll never be able to fully explain it. Um, but it's, I'll, I'll, I'll always take it. I know like you, you and I talked about this that first time we met, like you've had similar experiences where it's, it's great. Like there's just snapshots in your head of like all these moments of all these people because of this this a microphone and like a piece of recording equipment mm-hmm. like it, it's it's just wild to me that you know a few years ago this was this wasn't what it is now like the the podcast space now like when you click on the uh the podcast app on your on your phone and you're just looking at the amount of pods that are out there now compared to what five six years ago yeah and even then it was starting to get crowded so like take it back to 10 years ago it's it's just wild to think about man all right, we're going to get back to wrestling. Uh, what is your favorite match of all time? My favorite match of all time is... Uh, it is... the um, Okay, here it is. It is um, Canadian Stampede 97? Mm-hmm. Is that 97? Mm-hmm. And it was the... Uh, I believe it was a 10-man 
right? So it was like yep. the Heart Foundation, and then on the other side was what? It was Stone Cold, uh, Gold Dust, Shamrock. Yep. Uh, oh my! And Legion of Doom. Yep. Um, for some reason that match, just because I used to live in Canada, so I was living in Canada at that time. And I lived in Toronto, so I didn't live in Calgary or anything. I did, I did not know this about you. <laughs> yeah, so I uh, I was very, very torn because obviously Bret Hart, you know, was like the king of Canada at that time. And that's why I, the wrestling was just, it just felt bigger there because, you know, that was the time like Bret was the champion. Um, and that match was literally, because, you know, as a kid, you understand wrestling as like faces and heels, right? Or like bad guys and good guys. And it was the first time I had seen a crowd like flip like that. Like now I'm super jaded and crowds hate good guys and <laughs> cheer for bad guys or whatever it is now. But at that time, it was just so jarring to watch like, like at, the, at that time, the Hart Foundation was a heel faction. Like they were just doing crazy stuff. Brett was a heel champ. And to watch that crowd like lose their minds for the Hart Foundation and like boo the hell out of the uh, out of Austin, Shamrock, Legion, Doom, and Goldust was crazy to me, and just like that match, just just sticks out in my mind so much, like over and over again. Um, and it, it's it, it was it was just incredible to see. And then another one that stands out is I believe it was right before it was a Raw. It was the Go Home Raw before WrestleMania 13, mm-hmm. and. I believe it was a it was a cage match between Psycho Sid and Brett. Yeah. Because at, at was it at that mania where it was going to be Undertaker versus Sid and Austin versus Brett. Yeah. Right? So I believe the go home show was a cage match. It, the original blue cage too. Not that not that crazy red hell crap that they have going on now. But it it was a cage match to end Raw where it was like it was Sid versus Brett and it devolved into chaos by the end where it was for the title and so if Brett won then his match with Austin would be for the title and then if obviously if Sid lost that taker match would just be a singles match so it was crazy because then Austin comes down trying to help Brett because he wants the title match and then you have taker down there helping Sid and they just spent weeks like trying to kill each other and again just as a kid just trying to wrap your mind around this and it just stands out so much like i I can remember vividly watching it like my babysitter's house on this super small tv and you know it was kind of at that moment where i was like it's it's the storytelling in wrestling that i think really really grabs me like obviously there's better technical wrestling matches than than the two i just mentioned Mm -hmm. but it's really the storytelling that has like shape the way that I see I see wrestling and kind of um, why I'm a huge fan of it and I, I think that's why I haven't been able to let it go is <laughs> because this, those two those two matches like just really really tugged at emotions that I was like this is crazy to me and it, it's just stuff I never forget well it's, an inter- it's interesting that you mentioned 1997 because uh, John my my podcast partner and I decided that our next sort of historical TV show that we're going to review is 97 Raw. And so we're going to dig into that in 2021. And Dave Meltzer's uh, recent book on that 
that time frame of 97 just came out so i'm i'm i mean i'm just going to utilize that as like a reference like for the entire uh year that we do this show but i'm i'm super excited because so you know you're a little you're a fair bit younger than me and so you're growing up in this era i'm actually in college in this era so right. i'm not watching as intensely as say i would have in like 91 92 when i was probably watching as much wrestling uh, as humanly possible but in 97 i'm in college i'm you know i'm i'm in that whole thing so i'm not watching a lot of 97 wwf i'm watching some wcw at that time cuz i was a big hogan guy but this is an era of wrestling where you know i know i know all the stories i know everything that happened but from a sitting down and watching raw from that time frame i don't like uh, there's probably 15 raws from that year that i still haven't even watched yet so i'm i'm super right. excited to dig back into that time oh uh, yeah, i i should just do that because i again i had to kind of watch wrestling in secret <laughs> at this time <laughs> so it was like if my parents weren't home or again i was still getting babysat at that time um because my parents didn't trust me <laughs> uh so there there i, I well, should you do, still you're a young dude though yeah i mean you're i was like little, what, you're a young eight, kid. nine years old yeah so i would love to like rewatch that and, and like that's a that's an incredible I'll, i'm gonna relive this with you with you guys <laughs> this is this is just a, t- a period of my life that was just so formidable and again like i i can't fully explain like why i really remember you know the vividly that uh the or these two matches but it, it, again they've just shaped like my fandom as a wrestling fan so i i'm i'm reliving this with you yeah this, no this it'll, is, it'll be a fun. great idea like we're, we're gonna kick it off in, in january so we got a couple months to where you really have to kind of grind and and, and right. fit in another hour at least i from what i understand <laughs> like raw in 97 is like an hour until a couple months in and then it's two hours and that makes it a little bit longer but um, okay, so we're, we'll end with these with these few questions uh, that are quarantine related. All right, here we so, go. So, obviously, we are we we've been in a quarantine for the majority of this year. Yes, we're not leaving our house very much. What is a tip or two that you can tell the audience about how you and your family stay sane during this time frame when you know we can't really do too much? Yeah. Um, <laughs> it's really the biggest thing that we do is we switch rooms every like we, we have a TV in the in the living room we have a TV in um my wife and I's room and then a TV in the garage so the the first half of the day we don't really watch TV because again we're trying to av- avoid screen time for our daughter mm-hmm. so that kind of helps like we'll turn it on when she takes a nap but it's really change of scenery uh for us because again, like sitting in the living room and the kitchen, like as, as fun as that is, <laughs> uh, like that's like the dream as an adult is just to stay home. This is probably the extreme. What we've done is we just had to switch rooms. Just, you know, the, we've, we've deemed the living room and the kitchen kind of like the, the daytime room, the daytime area, right? Like that's the office. And then we'll come into the garage or the, uh, the bedroom to like watch like TV after our daughter goes to sleep. So that's where I watch a lot of my wrestling. Uh, it's just, I feel like it's in a different space. So that's, that's probably my number one tip is just to switch up the rooms on which you consume entertainment, mm-hmm. I guess, I guess is, is it. Do you, I mean, are you guys pretty okay? Or do you, do you find that you get like cabin fever and you get anxious about staying inside? Um, 
At first, I was, um, because obviously it was, and probably everyone felt that way too, right? Where it was like, this is, this is out of the norm. This is, this is crazy. Yeah. But it'll be over by October. Sure. Right? <laughs> yeah, Here we are exactly. in October. Exactly. It's not and, even and close to over. Cases are, cases have never been higher. Right. So it's just something we've gotten used to, to be honest. And like, we'll, we'll step out side you know we'll take our daughter like on a walk i think i guess that's the other thing but i feel like everyone does that so i was trying yeah. to think give you something different yeah, yeah, yeah um but you know at some point we're just kind of used to it now and it, I'd, I'd rather be safe and healthy and you know be able to say the same for my family rather than be, you know risk like i i don't need to go out and get drinks anymore Mm-hmm. <laughs> I don't know what we were mm-hmm. doing beforehand. Like this is this is crazy. Like we can just bring we can apparently bring drinks inside the house and consume <laughs> them for a fraction of the price. By the way, yes. Uh, okay, so I, I've uh, I'm interested in recommendations. Obviously, again, okay, we're we're home, so I imagine yep. when it comes to consuming media, you know, you're probably doing a fair amount. So from the beginning of the quarantine so we're going back to like february march time uh give me one of each a book if you've if you've been reading a book that you've really enjoyed uh, a movie uh or a show that you've enjoyed a podcast that you've picked up that is new and then an a music album that that you're kind of digging so four things and if you forget all of them i will remind you Okay, book. Let's start there because I actually just bought a new book that um, I'm almost done. It is absolutely incredible. It's hilarious. It's um, it's the new Jerry Seinfeld book. Is mm. this anything? It's literally him. He's written. He wrote down every joke that he ever thought of from like the 70s through like now ish. Wow. And it's just whether they've made it into his act or not. Just, these are just ideas. Right, and I'm reading some of them. I'm like, I remember that from that episode of Seinfeld, right, or whatever. It's it's just a it's crazy to see like who someone I consider to be a comedic genius, just his train of thought, mm-hmm. and like how he gets mm-hmm. places, and to see it, whether it was good, what he considered good enough or not. Like I'm I'm a freaking peasant, so <laughs> I think it's all genius, and it's it's just absolutely incredible to watch like his progression also as a comedian. So is this anything? Jerry Seinfeld has been uh has been a phenomenal read. Uh, TV show or movie? I crushed Succession. I had nice, not, nice. Uh, I had not seen it. Uh, I'd heard about it, like in the peripheral. Uh, my best friend one day was like, "Hey, have you seen this show?" Uh, because he he he'd finished it. He watched it in real time, and he's like, "Yeah, I think you should check it out. I think you'd like it." And at the end of it, I was like, I don't know why you didn't recommend this to me f- sooner because I finished two seasons in like eight days. Nice. And it was, it's, it's fun. I keep quoting it now. Um, I, I know Sam and Andy like to quote it on, on like, or at least on their Twitters all the time. And it's, <laughs> it's, it's hilarious. Uh, podcast. Ooh, this, this is where I have a problem. Cause I listen to probably too many pods, but I'll, I'll give you. I'll go with Conan O'Brien needs a friend. Oh, wow. It, awesome. It is probably my favorite podcast in the rotation right now, period. It is freakishly good. Like, it's so funny. It's so entertaining. And the, it, just the way he talks to his guests and also his, um, 
his assistant who's on the show and his, and his podcast producer who's also on the show is incredible. Are you critiquing production as you're listening? No, I'm I'm trying to learn from it because I'm like nice. this uh, this guy's outproducing the hell out of uh, he's <laughs> outproducing me on so many levels. So I'm like always trying to figure it out. You gotta you gotta reach out to him on Twitter or something. Figure out where I, he's at. Yeah, I I started following him on Twitter. He has an insane amount of followers because he's like he's on the show all the time and he's 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 actually really funny too. So uh, you know, no hate. Uh, it's it's he's he's been he's he's really really good. But yeah, Conan O'Brien needs a friend. I think people will enjoy it if you haven't it also depends if conan o'brien is like you think he's funny right so um if no one finds it funny don't get mad at me uh and then what was the last one music album yeah uh the album i'm into right now is uh bryson tiller's new album anniversary uh it's it's really solid and yeah i don't, I don't know what else to say it's uh I, I listen to more pods than i do music but bryson tiller is my jam all right, man. So let's talk a little bit about uh, Two Jabronis with the Wrestling Podcast uh, yeah. before we get out of here. So, uh, where can people find it? And you know what? What is your so so people listen to this show who may who may not be listening to your show? I I would say just put it in the RSS feed, and as you see episodes coming in, give it a shot. But you know where can people find you? And also, like, what, what is what is the major one or two things that you and Jeremy try to do every week? Yeah, so you can find it wherever you download your pods. Uh, Apple Podcasts, where we were recently the number 69 podcast. I was so jealous. Uh, <laughs> I I saw that like, on your Instagram. I, thought people, I think people thought I was joking. I literally just wanted to see. I hadn't looked in a couple weeks because uh, I try not to obsess about that stuff, even though we all we all probably do. Oh yeah. And I was like, I just want to see where we're at. And then I was like, sixty nine. Is this a joke? <laughs> and then once I saw, it, I took a screenshot and I just decided to have some fun for fun with it. But yeah, we're on Apple Podcasts, Spotify. Give us that follow. Help us climb those Spotify charts. Although I think Spotify needs to they need to add some uh, a wrestling podcast chart yeah. category. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because they have sports. But let's get some wrestling on there because there there's enough of them to go around, and uh, you can actually find us on YouTube. So Jeremy and I have started doing this. Uh, well, we do the pod through. I, I don't know if I'm, I'm. This is like the Wizard of Oz. We're revealing how we do it, but we record it through Zoom, mm-hmm. and then I strip the audio. But we've been putting the videos on YouTube as well. Uh, you know, it's it looks a little looks a little Jalen and Jacoby esque. Uh, you know, just in case you want to see. Two guys talk about wrestling. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. I, why I'm you... so glad that you shouted out those guys because that's another podcast that oh, incredible. I you know I, I don't listen to them as much during the pandemic as I did when they were actually in studio. But like the the chemistry and the playing each other, like yes. that is like that's what that's peak right when you when you do a podcast with your with your co-host. That's the peak chemistry you want, is what Jalen and Jacoby have. I still remember listening to them when they started on Grantland. Yeah. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Jacoby was just—he was—you know—he worked behind the scenes, and he, he was so good at it. And he was so good at being um, Robin to Jalen's Batman yep. that they hired him as talent. You know, and like that's—that's—that's that's, that's the dream right there. Is just to just be that good at something where like they have to hire you, and like they kept him from going with Simmons to the ringer, mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. and so. Th- th- those guys are, are phenomenal. 
Uh, and then, yeah, I mean, two jabronis. W- look, we we talk wrestling. We like to have fun. We I like to try to make people laugh um, because, look, sometimes being on wrestling Twitter is exhausting because <laughs> everyone just loves to hate everything, and I get it. There's there's stuff that I hate too. Like I don't like I. There was a point where I was defending retribution on the show. I th- I'm just gonna be a, I, I, I'm just gonna say it. I was like, it can't be that bad when they first <laughs> when they first started, and here we are now. Slapjack. That that's 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 someone's name. That's someone's name in a faction, and he's wearing a knockoff. He's wearing a 1930s hockey mask. That's not intimidating. So look, we we just I, I like to try to make people laugh. Jeremy, he's he's a diehard fan as well. We we just kind of we like to bring the group text, the group wrestling text to audio. That's actually and a really good strategy. We uh, we just we just like to have fun. There's there's plenty of people who could talk about wrestling in more you know professional and philosophical ways than we can. Um, but you know, we, uh, we like to crack open a white claw or a Bud Light seltzer and just like it, to man. let it rip, you know, and, and just, and just have fun. Uh, you know, we're, we're just trying to keep up with you guys. We're trying to keep up with fight game, trying to keep up with <laughs> top rope nation, CVV, you know, and, um, it's, we, we, we like to have fun. So if you'd like to have some fun after you listen to the, after you listen to fight game, uh, give us a listen, you know. What a, Look, just, just put not, it on right don't, after. Don't even give them a listen. Just plug the RSS feed, whatever reader that you're using. Just put it in and, and download them and, and give them a shot. Because you know the the one thing is um, what I, what I really love about your podcast, my podcast, Ryan's podcast. Look, I don't I don't really talk to to Van Vliet, you know, often, but. You know he does a really good job. He he's yeah. he's doing his his own thing. I think he's kind of uh, you know his corner is to kind of be a little bit more of the Ariel Helwani uh, of the wrestling side of things, and more power to him because I think he's really good at that. Yeah. But the other shows, my show, your show, Ryan's show, we're kind of in the same uh, a little bit in the same thing, which is we have this really like passionate. Um, you know, smaller audience, but we all are working so hard and we're like trying to figure out ways, like how do we increase this? Like, how do we use Instagram here? How do we use YouTube here? And we all just kind of like, you know, ask each other questions about how we're each doing it. So it's like, you would think like, oh, you know, you're on the same network and you're sort of competing for listeners. Like, I don't give a crap. Like, I hope that you guys do just bonker numbers and I hope Ryan and Top Rope Nation and his guy, you know, Kyle and them do just bonker numbers because, you know, you guys are just good people in general. And I love pinging you guys for questions and getting your feedback and, you know, and then we'll we'll also just shoot the stuff on on certain things at some time. So, you know, always rooting for you guys, always rooting for Top Rope Nation. Like, that's just uh, just cool people. And I'm just glad that, that I get a chance to, you know, to do something on the same network as you guys. It's just pretty cool. Oh yeah, no. The feeling is is mutual, man. I still, I think it's it's surreal that I get to talk to you and and Ryan just like on a personal level. Uh, it's just people that like from afar we you know I kind of knew about, and then now we're just like we're in group text asking about audio stuff <laughs> yeah, <laughs> or like exactly. content content ideas, <laughs> um, or you know like we collabed uh, around WrestleMania season on uh, you know where it was like that show that was on all our feeds, you know, and like you said like. I, I don't, I hope you guys out, outdo us every week. You know what exactly. I mean? It's, exactly. it's, 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 if, y- if y'all win, like we win. So yeah, exactly. it's, it, it's all good. It's all good. 
All right, man. So I really appreciate you doing this. I know I said like 45 and we went a little bit over, which nah, kind of nah, is the you, case sometimes. But like you said, it's quarantine, man. What else am I doing? <laughs> <laughs> I'm in a different room. But, it's all um, good. you know, you and I are going to do something, you know, you, we're, we're going to do something together down the line, uh, different yes. projects and such. But Absolutely. really, I really appreciate it. I think you got a great story. I think, um, you know, you, you guys are doing some really fun stuff. So hopefully uh, people, you know, who listen to this show or give you guys a chance and, and, uh, you know, just just show that, you know, there, there's so many other podcasts out there than, you know, everyone listens to Austin, everyone listens to Jericho. There's so many other things out there. So give, give, it, a, give it a shot and uh, hopefully you listen to Two Jabronis. So um, tell Jeremy I said what's up. I but, will. Uh, but for, so for Ben, I am Double G. We will see you when we see you. Peace out.